You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When it comes to um, a person being bad, you have to consider a number of things, and uh, I, I only want to deal with a few. First, you consider a person bad because he or her Or him or her um, is blameworthy. Always doing something wrong. Yeah. And uh, like I stated earlier, there are folk that blame God for every disaster, whether it's major or minor, is God's fault. You you even have folks that get on TV and just, where was God in all this? Quick to point the finger at God. And uh, and for some reason or, or another, you have media people that love to get it on tape and broadcast it over and over and over. And when they do so, a lot of folks allow the words to get in their being and whenever something happens they start blaming God as well I mean even saints even folks that that call themselves Christians blame God for bad yeah some of us in here have probably blamed God for something that he had nothing to do with. See, before you blame God, you, you have to consider that God made everybody a free moral agent. You, you have a choice. Now, even though God is sovereign because he made us free moral agents, he, he's going to allow us to choose certain things and some things happen uh most of the things bad that happen if if you go back to it you'll find out that somebody made the wrong decision that caused certain things to take place 
If, if uh, it's a huge fire, you go back. Somebody made the wrong decision when it came to that fire. But guess who's going to get the blame? And then when it, when it comes to uh, pain, distress, and so forth, people likewise will blame God. They, they'll even get mad if God does not take certain things away. I prayed he didn't take it away. Oh, so he a bad God because he didn't take away what you wanted him to take away. Did you ask him why he didn't, he didn't heal you? Why he didn't do this, that, and the other? See, because God never does anything without purpose. If God does allow you to go through this, that, and the other, there is a reason behind it. There is a purpose for it. But it's not like God is saying, you know what, I'm just going to let her go through some pain because I don't like her. Because that would say, in truth, that God is the bad guy. I said that would say, in truth, that God is the bad guy. If God just uh, allows me to suffer and uh, for no reason at all, just decide I, I can't stand Walker. And because I got... All this power, I'm omnipotent. I'm going to let him suffer because I don't like that shawl preacher. <laughs> and he allowed it to happen. He's the bad guy. You hear me? He's the bad guy. Because he just decided he don't like me and he's just going to show me by letting me suffer. I'm going to break that girl down. Because I told her not to put that color in her hair, and she did. So I'm going to break her down for putting that color in her hair. And all of a sudden, so so and so down because she got color in her hair. I said, what happened to her? You know, God broke her down because she put that tent in her hair. And see how you laugh? There are some folk that, that will blame God for minor stuff as well as major stuff. Now on the flip side of that, you have some Christians that blame the devil for everything. Now the devil is the bad guy. But the devil ain't got as much power as we give him credit for. See, the devil can't be bothering me uh, at 100 Mallet Lake at 8 a.m. And at the same time bothering you at 103 Henson Circle. Because the devil can't be everywhere at the same time. The devil ain't got that much power. Somebody lying. 
if folk binding the devil here and binding the devil at another church, we, we giving the devil too much credit. Because the devil can't be at two churches at the same time. Now, demons can be everywhere. But the devil is not omnipotent, omniscient, nor is he omnipresent. But getting back to my primary subject, God is not the bad guy. Say to your neighbor, bad happens. But don't put everything on God. Because he is not finishing. Don't seem like God moving quick enough. You, you, you. So you saying God ain't good. But God is, is not perfect. See, when you say God is not doing something quick enough, the implication is God ain't really who we say he is. So that actually makes him the bad guy. God is flawless. There is no error or failure in him. He is precise in everything that he does. He is so awesome that he can take absolutely nothing and cause something to come into being. He is so awesome in that he can fix a person that doctors, scientists, and relatives say can't be fixed. You know when scientists, doctors, and your folk say you can't be fixed. Naturally speaking, it's a done, it's a done deal. But God stepped in and said, yeah, I can fix him. Yeah, I can make him better than he's ever been. I can use him like he's never been used. Say to your neighbor, he, he, he got to move on now. But you need to understand what he's been saying. God is not finishing. Who is God? Who is God if he's not the bad guy? Well, let's consider some things. Let's go to 1 John, the fourth chapter. Let's go to 1 John, the fourth chapter. Since God is not the bad guy, we need to find out who he is. So we can quit gnawing our head when folk blame God. At least gnawing it in agreement. Folk be asking you, why God let that happen? You be, I don't know. You know what that's saying about you? You agreeing with First John, the fourth chapter, verse 8. I wonder if this verse is talking about you. First John 4 and 8. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. 
you got to have some love in you to really understand the love of God. If you, you are not a loving person, you really don't know God. Wonder why God did. He, he didn't do it, but you so hateful, you can't even recognize it. He had nothing to do with it. I'm still contextual. You better look at what I just read. I'm not trying to make you mad, but let's look at the verse again. First John 4 and 8. Who, he who does not what? Does not know who? For God is what? But see, if you ain't loving, treat folk right, you don't really know God. I had to get her a piece of my mind. Well, I thought you were Christian. Well, but I had to get her a piece of my mind. Well, you don't know God like you talking. Because if you know God and you know you're supposed to be like God, you wouldn't run your mouth like that. Say to your neighbor, God is love. I'm going to give you a good definition of love. You ready for it? When, when it talks about God uh, being love, it says in one sense about him that he is committed to doing what's best for you. That's how much he loves you. He, he is committed for doing what's best for you. You may not like everything that he does. But you have to understand he's doing it because that's what's best. If he chastises you, that's the best thing for you. I didn't get a whole lot of help over here. I better go over here. Y'all look like y'all ready for it. If he chastises you, that's what's best for you. I love it when, when, when the scripture uh, reveal or when, when the scripture revealed that uh, if God does not love you or if he does not chastise you, he does not deem you his son. He deems you illegitimate. King James says a bastard. I didn't curse. I'm, I'm using Bible. Y'all stay with me now. Because you'll think I'm the bad guy. But if God does not whip you, does not allow you to go through some chastising periods, that means he does not love you. Because one thing about chastisement is that it will cause you to straighten up. God can allow you to go through something to where you'll be quick to get things right. Jonah talked about he wasn't going to go to Nineveh and do this, that, and the other. God said, all right, I'm going to let you go through a little something and see if you still feel the same way. When Jonah got in the belly of that fish, when he got to going through all he was going through, and when, the, when, when he cried out to the Lord and the Lord allowed him to be delivered, he made the journey to Nineveh to preach to them folks way ahead of time. 
he was ready to preach. How many know God will put a whipping on you that will cause you to straighten up? But he chastises us because he loves us. Oh, Lord, it hurt, but you need it, walk. Lord, it feels so awful, but you need it, walk. And, and you'll come out of it, and, and when you look back, you, you, you'll be like David. It was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I went through this, that, and the other. Some of us even have that saying when it comes to our earthly parents. We didn't like the whipping at the time, but when we got grown and looked back, we thank God that mama made us go and get the switch. Thank God that daddy reached for the belt and snatched it, snatched it out of his pants and went to work on us. Why? It helped us in the long run. Say your neighbor, God is love. And he loves you. And what that means, he is committed to doing what's best for you. And when certain things happen to me, I, I just take it like that. God allowing this because this is what's best for me. And, and I'm thankful because I know how it's going to turn out. Come here, Romans 8 and 28. Oh! Things work to gather further to those who love God and are the call according to his purpose. He chastising me, but it's going to work out. Bible says no chastisement seems good for the moment. But after all is said and done, you see the blessing of getting the whipping. So God is love. But you have to be a person of love to understand love. Because love does hurt. Some, sometimes you, you tell a person out because you love the person. You'll take away something from a child because you love the child. Am I right? You will say no to, to a person because you love the person. Then on the flip side of that, you will say yes because you love the person. But if you are known for being hateful, you may not know God. Because if, if you ain't put no love on folk, according to 1 John 4 and 8, you don't know God. How much you Christian and, and mean all the time? You know you ain't no Christian. That's just me. Well, you ain't no Christian because if that's just you, you don't understand 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a? Y'all didn't finish that. Old things have what? And he makes everything what? It's a process, but God will make your tongue them. All of a sudden, for me, man, she used to be so mean. How she get so sweet? She got God now. But if she's still that bitter, mean old bat that she used to be, 
She can speak in any tongue she wants. She ain't saved. I better dance by myself. Woo! Can we go further? God does not break promises. He don't break promises. Let me, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 1 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 20. Ready? For all of the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen. Let me read the first clause again. For all the promises of God in him are and in him amen. Say to your neighbor, God keeps... His promises. Yeah. And uh, we are not known for keeping our promises in the way God keeps promises. Oh, you, you, you think I'm lying? I'm just got, I'm going to go ahead and prove it. How many have ever broke a promise by a show of hands? Come on now. Well, I'm preaching today, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm the monitor. I'm looking. Come on, put them hands up. Look around you. Probably everybody in here. Including the monitor. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, God don't break promises. Break promises. E- even when it looked like he's breaking a promise, he's not breaking a promise. See, because you can't tell God how to keep his promise. But I can tell you how he's going to keep it. He's going to keep it according to his word. See, sometimes we think God ought to keep his promises based upon our thinking. That's not the way he keeps his promises. See, God will let you, let you go through a whole lot of stuff. And, and while you're going through it, you, you may wonder if he's keeping his promises. You ain't got to wonder. He's going to keep his promises because all of his promises are yes and amen. Every one of his promises. Even when it don't seem like what he promised going to come. To fruition. You just stay in your lane. You just keep counting all joy in your trouble. Because if God promised he was going to bless you. Before all is said and done. That's exactly what he going to do. And, and I'm going to let you in on, on something that's really not a secret. He going to do more than you expect. Because the Bible says he'll do exceeding. Abundantly. Above. More. Than we think or ask. You do more than you think. More than you ask him to do. But don't think he's not going to bring what he told you he was going to do to fruition. Just because you're going through some rough times. I said not just because you're going through some rough times. Don't think he's not going to do it. He's going to do exactly what he said. Because all of the promises of God in him are what? What else? And God will promise you things that are written as well as things that he reveals based upon the written word. 
I came that you might have life and that you might have it more what? That's what, that's what God promised. And one way God is making sure uh, that you get abundant life is by giving you a season of better. Better is and better is See, God going to keep his promise, but he going to do it his way. And his way is based upon what is written and what else. You got it. I still got to work with this section over here a little bit, but, but everybody else, y'all, y'all doing well. We work, we, we, we doing well, right? When it comes to God, the last thing I want you to understand about him is in Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Let's go down. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Y'all, y'all receive it? Yes. Do you know by now who is not the bad guy? Yes. God is not what? No, he ain't the bad guy. You need to let your cousin know that next time he try to blame something on God. Don't never come to church. By the time something happens, he want to put a finger on God. Don't even pray, but he won't blame God for everything. That's your kinfolk. <laughs> See, I ain't smiling. That's your kinfolk. Well, you go to that church over there. I want to know why God such and such. You make sure you straighten your cousin the next time he do that. <laughs> Hebrews 6 and 18. That by two immutable things in which, well, you ready? By two immutable things in which it is what? For God to do what? Lie. I'm going to stop right there. It's impossible for God to do what? Lie. Say your neighbor, God can't lie. God can't can what? Lie. Preach that to one more person. God can't. Can Say it to yourself. God can't. Can I thought God was going to do such and such. That's what the Bible says. He is. He can't lie. Just because it hasn't happened on your timetable does not mean it's not going to manifest. Don't mess up what God is doing by throwing in the towel because you don't like what you see. Sometimes folks will, will think God done lied or changed his mind based upon what they see. And mess stuff up. And when you mess it up, you hinder God from completing the process. See, because when God prophesies something to you, it's in part. The Bible says we prophesy in part. It's always conditional. God going to do his part, but he's looking for you to do what he told you to do. Which from a simple standpoint is just simply, you just live by faith and I'll reward you. That's all he's looking for us to do. Just keep living by faith and I'll reward you. And we got scripture for that. Hebrews 11 and 6. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those that what? See, you got to be a certain way. You got you to keep living by faith and then God will reward you. 
But don't mess up stuff because of what you see. It's been months. We've been praying. I guess God, he done changed it. How God going to change his mind about something he promised? Now, if he changed his mind about something he promised, he, he, he done lied. If something does not come to fruition that God promised, I guarantee you, you done messed up. You done got off the path and you're hindering God from rewarding you or doing for you what he promised. Say to somebody, God is not the bad guy. And don't try to act like he is. I'm talking to church folk now. I'm talking to Christians now. Well, I gave the tithe, but I didn't see no windows open up and, and, and no blessing falling out that I ain't, I still got room in my house. See, one thing you, you talking negative. You are pessimistic. And, and so just by your words, you killing your blessing. Woo! I better give you another scripture. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he who uses it shall eat the fruit thereof. You done gave your tithes and then you uh, gave God his tithes and then going to talk about how ain't no windows open up five minutes later. You killing your own blessing. <laughs> he going to open up them windows, but it's going to be on his time. He's going to open them up. You, you ain't got to worry about that. It's too many folk in here that can testify to you. God will open up. One, we ain't even seen the wonder. But we know something was open when all that stuff got to coming in our life. You didn't have but one good pair of shoes and, and two half pair of shoes. And, and now you got to stand back, look in your closet, and determine what you're going to put on your feet. Used to have to wear holes with socks on them because you didn't have no choice. Now you can discard a sock that's got holes in it. With your selective self. You go, go to the store. I, I, I can't wear them. They don't feel right on my feet. Well, but back in the day, if it was the right price, you would buy it and you didn't care what it was made of, what it felt like, and so forth. You were just happy you found a pair of shoes or socks that That you had the money to pay for. Am I right? Say to your neighbor, I know it's some wonders. I don't know how big the wonders are. I don't know how wide, how tall. I don't know if it's three, four, or seven. But I know God done poured out some stuff on me because I am blessed. Good God, if you bless high five three folks and tell them, God done bless me. Tell them, God done bless me. I 
I was looking at how sharp Minister Adrian Brown is this morning, and I was thinking to myself, God done blessed that young man. Look at him. God done blessed that young man. But I don't have to stop at Minister Adrian. I can look around the congregation and say without question that God has blessed this church. God has blessed his folk. Am I right about it? Shout at somebody, God is not the bad guy. Shout at one more person, God is not the bad guy. That's the reason. The psalm is said here in Psalm 105. Let's look at it again. Look at that, Psalm 100. And verse 5. Y'all ought to be happy by now. For the Lord is good. Woo! Used to be an old saying, if you can't tell it, let me tell it. Tell what, what the Lord done done for me. Some of us like to tell it. Woo, don't, don't get around somebody that, that I'm li- really looking for things to turn around for me. Oh, that, that's a door done been open. Woo, step your foot right through that door and tell it. Let them know God is good. If you're looking for a turnaround, look no further than the Alpha. Look no further than the Omega. Look no further than the one that sits high and looks low. Look no further than the one that touched my life. Look no further than the one that fixed me up from my crown to the sole of my feet. Look no further than the one that said, let there be and everything he said came into being. Oh, high five somebody and say, God is good. And if you can't tell it, I'll tell it. Woo! Say to one more person, God is good. And if you can't tell it, I'll tell it. Who in here you will tell it? Look at somebody and say, I'll tell it. I'll tell it. And I ain't got to go 10 years back to tell it. I can tell you what he done done for me this Say to your neighbor, I ain't got to go two weeks back. I can tell you what he done done good for me this week. Oh, look at somebody else and tell him if you can't tell it. Let me tell it. The Lord is what? In my clothes. Listen to this. As I get ready to close, look what else he says here. His mercy. Now, this is just an extension of the traits that God manifests in that he's good. His mercy, notice, is ever lasting. When when you read in in the Psalms, you will see in various Psalms, in various Psalms, 
the mercy of the Lord endures forever. Forever. In, in one sense, what, what mercy is, is when God does something for you, you can't do for yourself. And, 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 and that, that hits home with all of us. God done did something for us we couldn't do for ourselves. You, you couldn't afford it on paper, but God made sure you got it. Y'all, y'all still ain't getting real happy over here. No, no, let me, let me just go back over here. Y'all know about that mercy, don't you? His mercy endures. Y'all mind looking at another person beside you, behind you, in front of him, just saying to him, you you know, he done had mercy on me. He done did for me what what I couldn't do for myself. Y'all hungry yet? Y'all hungry? Y'all still ain't ready. I know y'all ready, though. Y'all look like y'all ready. His mercy endures how long? How many right in this section right here, you have the testimony that God did for you what you couldn't do for yourself? Now some of y'all too shy for me. God ain't did nothing for you. That's the reason you like. If God has did something for you, tell shyness you got to get behind me because I'm going to give God the praise. I'm going to give God the glory. I'm going to give God the honor because he has done for me what I couldn't do for my... Y'all ready now? Look at somebody over here and tell them he tucking right today. Because I know for myself, God did for me. And you know you love your mama, but God did for you what mama couldn't do. Daddy couldn't do. The preacher couldn't do. Y'all, y'all show enough ready over here now. You mind looking at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do your life. Why don't y'all join them and tell somebody, can't nobody but nobody but. Come on over here and tell somebody, can't nobody but nobody but nobody. How many know, can't nobody but nobody but. Do you like who? I'm done. Let's give Lord a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.